0: Scary
1: movies. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, ghouls and gals? It is the inaugural, the first episode of The Fear Frequency. I am CEO Hayes, if you don't know my voice, and my wonderful co-host, we got the prodigal one himself, JB, is in the building. What's going on, everybody? So, we are here. We, we figured, leading into the Halloween reboot, what better way to start this podcast off than to do a series on Halloween. So, we're here to cover Halloween 1 and 2, but before we get into that, JB... We said we we our our kind of mission statement of this was we're going to discover what the best horror movie is of all time. So I got to ask you. This definitely is on your list, right? Both of these have to be on your list.
0: Uh honestly, uh, part 1, Halloween 1, yes, it's definitely top 20 for me. Halloween 2 I really wasn't big on. Um you know, we'll get into all that, but it, it, are they the greatest ever? No. No way. The journey continues for me.
1: <laughs> but we'll get into our ranking stores the end. Uh, and it's funny that you said, because I actually enjoy Halloween 2 more than Halloween 1. Really? Yeah, yeah. So that, that's going to make this conversation pretty interesting. So, um, I mean, Michael Myers... Uh, we I don't even know like what what's left to be said like everyone should know who Michael Myers is like I think he's one of the most iconic ones the the shape as he was referred to in the original in the original film um this one how it starts off in just a small town on Halloween day someone escapes from the mental institution and all types of craziness just ensues what are your thoughts so far in the movie man just the opening probably the opening 15 minutes we'll start there
0: yeah it was interesting. Um you know you you had you had a young Michael Myers, I believe he was like six at the time, and he's walking and you obviously you don't know who it is yet he's walking and you see this this guy and this girl making out they go upstairs to bang and uh he goes he goes inside the kitchen gets the knife and everything and um it was just interesting the the camera work really more than anything. Uh, for, remember, this is like 1978. We Up until that point, I don't think anyone has done camera work like this, kind of in the BO, the uh, POV sense. So uh, it was interesting. Um, yeah, and then there's a, there's a couple of things I, I want to point out here though. Um, like in the beginning of the film, from the time the guy and the girl, which is Michael Myers' sister, goes upstairs, it literally took Michael Myers about maybe a minute to go in the kitchen, get a knife, and go into the living room. So please explain to me how does the guy and Michael Smith's sister, uh, Michael Myers' sister go upstairs in one minute, get their clothes off, bang. The guy puts his clothes back on and headed downstairs.
1: He was just really quick. One minute? One minute, man. There's a whole song based <laughs> off of it, JB. <laughs> all
0: right, all right. I'll, I'll give you that. Then I found it interesting that he came downstairs. Michael Myers looks at him but doesn't kill him, doesn't touch him, do not do anything. He lets him go free and then goes upstairs kills his sister. He comes outside. The parents are there. This it was a really weird scene, because his mother and father see him with a bloody knife, and they're like, Michael, as if he, like, he ate like, a chunk <laughs> cookie before dinner. Like, Michael, really?
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe this isn't the first sibling he's killed. Maybe he had like 10 originally, and he's just like, every Halloween, he just offs a couple of them. So they're like, again, Michael?
0: You go through, <laughs> Michael
1: go take a nap you gotta stop killing your sisters Michael <laughs> what about you what are your thoughts in the first 15 I mean I think that it sets the perfect tone I think that it it distinguishes distinguishes itself from the other slasher movies um around the time um because like it's a kid and you we're, we're taught there's a few things that are almost always typically true in horror movies, especially back then. I feel like the last decade is changing, but kids have always been safe. Like you don't have to worry about kids killing people. You don't have to worry about kids dying like you just know if there's a kid in the movie, it's going to be OK. So the fact that they started this off um, with the kid, the one who's supposed to be pure kids are typically portrayed as pure being the one who's doing the killing, I think. It sets the tone and lets you know you're going to be in, in for something completely different over the course of this movie.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. Um, you normally don't see like kids like that uh, in, in terms of like elementary school kids that uh, do any killing or get killed. So, yeah, it was definitely shocking for me. Just uh, just a, a quick fun fact here uh, in that opening scene, when we see Michael on the POV, the hands that are reaching for all the things is actually uh, Deborah Hill, who helped. uh you know, write the screenplay with John Carpenter. Um, John Carpenter, in himself, is iconic, but helped. Uh, She—it's her arms we see. It's actually a, a, an adult woman's hands that we see because, at the time they filmed this, they had actually had not casted a child yet. So I thought that was interesting as well. And one more fact: um, the mask that we see later on, which we'll, we'll get to. Um, did you did you uh, read the information on the mask, like how the mask came about?
1: you yeah, know about that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. With the William Shatner mask.
0: Correct. They needed they needed a mask. Obviously this film was very low budget. It was like three hundred and twenty thousand, I believe. Um they decided to go to a mask store. Um, they got a mask. It was between a clown mask, which would have really I think I don't think this this uh Series would have worked if uh, if it was a clown mask. I just don't see it. Um, versus they took they found a William Shatner mask from Star Trek. It's a, a Captain Kirk uh, mask. They bought it for like a dollar ninety eight cents. They teased the hair a little bit and made it white white in the eyes. And we have Michael Myers.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and. Uh, An iconic mask, I think, is one of those things. And I I said Michael Myers is iconic, but it really is the mask. You can put almost anyone under the mask as long as they have a certain build and you have Michael Myers. Um, But the mask itself um, has to be one of the most identifiable, just visual elements, period. Uh, I think even more personally for me, even more than the Jason hockey mask. Because there's something creepy about, like, the hollowed out eyes. And yes, a hockey mask, Jason made it creepy. um, But... just if you saw someone walking down the street in a hockey mask, you just think maybe they're playing hockey. If you saw someone walking down in a mask like the Michael Myers mask, looking ghostly in the face and hollowed out eyes, it'd just be like, look, I'm going to go ahead and turn around. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Let's move into the next part of this movie. Um, So we we fast forward a few years and we get Laurie Strode with her friend walking home from school um, and That's when the craziness starts. She sees Michael Myers. He peeps behind a few bushes or whatever. Um, What did you think about the tone, like continuing to build that tone? Because I I feel like, yes, you got killing in the first part, but everything else in this movie is just like a continual, continual build and just gets you creepy to the point to where once he does start the massacre. At that point, you're just so ready for it to start happening that it freaks you out even more. What did you think about it?
0: Right. So just to rewind a little bit, one of the things I, – I, when I mentioned earlier that I, I love this part more than part two, this is – what you just mentioned, that's one of the reasons. I feel like it was a very slow, methodical, psychological build. We saw Michael Myers a lot of times. Uh, Laurie, which is played by Jamie Lee Curtis obviously, saw him multiple times. Um, another thing that we, we, we kind of um, didn't mention – what makes this movie really brilliant, like to the next level, I feel, was John Carpenter's score. The score in this movie, the the, the that opening as well, the Halloween, uh, what we know as a Halloween theme, is just. Uh, I know we used the word iconic already so many times, but that theme is so amazing. I think that sets the tone from Jump Street from the very first second of the movie. We have a tone. Um, now, when you're talking about Lori walking with with her friends and things like that. It's crazy because Haddonfield, it's supposed to be this small town, but you really don't see any people. And over the course of this movie, outside of of The Cop and Dr. Loomis, there are, like – I don't remember mu- any other, like, adults. Like, where the hell are did all the adults? Did they just, like, leave all the kids and they're like, where are the adults in this movie?
1: And Well, that's the thing, too, with horror movies of this time. Like, that was always the thing. Like, the, ho- the adults were just – like, those parents who walked in and were like, oh, do you have – Here's your lunch, and then they'll go to work, and then you won't see them for two days later. It's like, well, where the where the hell do you work at? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, it was really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the adults in this movie were completely absent. That's funny. I, I hadn't thought about that before you before you pointed that out. So, yeah. go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just agree with you. So, I mean, going further into the movie, we get Lord the whole setup with Laurie babysitting. Um, and, and the halloween craziness ensues what did you think of the first kill of fully grown michael myers his first kill what did you think about
0: it um i'm trying to rec- like remember what was the first kill what was the first kill again um Well, technically, we don't see the first kill. The first kill happens off camera. True. And it's it's the mechanic um, in which he kills, and that's how he has the jumpsuit moving forward uh, later on, and that's what he has for the rest of the film and moving forward. Um, I'm trying to remember the first actual kill we see on screen. Was it the next-door neighbor? Really? I don't – I really don't remember. It could – it might have been – yeah, I think you're right. Annie, uh, whose dad I believe is the cop, I I believe that was the – I believe that was the first kill. And let me just say something about that scene. Um, I don't know what she was drinking, if it was soda or what, but just just make me understand again. I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions because I'm looking to you as my brother to make it clear for me. She's in the kitchen. It's the middle of the night also. She's in the kitchen. She's uh, drinking whatever it is. She spills some. So she decides to get naked. Down to her underwear. To take off her clothes just because she spilled spilled a little bit of soda, mm-hmm. yeah, basically. So you're telling me when you spill soda, you just get naked down. To no, your no,
1: I don't. But the, again, like you got to remember the times that that we lived in. Like they just wanted an excuse to show. So the, there's 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 in horror movies back in the day. And this is uh, I guess a theme we can break down. There were there were clear themes: nudity Tits and, and kills. That, that was it. So if you when you weren't using kills to keep your audience engaged, you were using nudity to keep them engaged. So that's all that was. They had they had to do it um, to get. Well, not that they had to, but that was a technique of how you get the oohs and ahs into the movie.
0: Yeah, I definitely see that. I definitely see that. Um, I just felt that they could have probably done it in a way that made more sense. But uh, sure, they want the TNA factor. Um, also another thing, another thing that we um are a little bit earlier when we first met Doctor Loomis, it was Doctor Loomis and the nurse. they dr- that's when they were driving to uh, the asylum or the institution where Michael was, and then they you know they see that some of the uh, people in the asylum have actually come out, and that's when Doctor Loomis realizes Michael has escaped. Another crazy thing that happens here is the nurse is sitting in her car, Uh, someone jumps on her car and she feels the best thing to do at this point is wind down her window, which absolutely made no sense to me. Um, Do you you recall what I'm talking about? Hold on. Yeah. No, I'm
1: sorry. Repeat that, bro. Uh,
0: So what I was saying was um, when they went to, when Dr. Loomis and the nurse went to the institution to go look for Michael. Uh, the Dr. Loomis got out of the car. He went to go see what was going on. He noticed that, okay, someone broke out. Michael broke out, but also at the same time, the nurse was inside the car protected pretty much, but someone jumps on top of the car. You know, one of the, one of the inmates, if you want to call him that on top of the car. And she felt it, it was the best time to wind down her window.
1: Stupidity. White girl moments.
0: White girl moment. That's
1: what I was getting to. Exactly. <laughs> and so that's one of the themes is, is the white girl moment. That's just when we point out any type of extremely stupidity stupid moments in in the movies. And that was definitely, definitely one of them. And it, you know, you have those those things that in in real life no one would do, but in the in the theme of the movie, they have to get got somehow. And so that's just a, a device. Absolutely. Now talk a little bit about how about when
0: Lori and her friend are inside the car and they decide, they decide just to roll one up and start smoking. This is, remember this is the the sheriff's daughter rolling one up here.
1: I mean, you, it's just like the thing with the pastor's daughter. They're probably the worst worst behaved people in in the world. Like sheriff's daughters, I'm pretty sure are just as bad as church girls.
0: <laughs> you, yeah, you're right. No, no, not not just as bad, but maybe like one level one level below probably. I can see that. And then, um, so they smoke. They smoke the weed, obviously, inside the car. And then she goes to meet her dad. I don't understand how this guy is the sheriff and can't even smell weed inside the car. So uh, that that bothers me. Uh, and he was so nonchalant when they asked him, "Oh, what happened?" And he was like, "Oh, you know, someone broke into the store. They took a mask, a knife, and a rope. It was probably some kids." What <laughs> a kid? What the
1: hell? You
0: know, it would have been
1: knife and rope. It would have been a better a better written line had it just been, oh, you know, we're, it looks like just a couple of things were taken. But if you specifically say, oh, they took a mask, a knife, and, a, and some rope, that's that just sounds like somebody's about to get murdered like or kidnapped at the least.
0: Yeah, oh, it's probably some kids. What do kids do with a knife, rope, and mask?
1: <laughs> that's so funny, man.
0: but it, And this is the guy, mind you, this is the sheriff of Haddonfield. He's supposed to be the protector of this city keep that in mind
1: <sighs> sheriffs are another thing in, in horror movies they're universally dumb unless you're like the sheriff in uh, Salem's lot I think is the only one that is even close to being competent um, but <laughs> so as this movie progresses we we of course get get the kills what was your favorite kill from this movie
0: my favorite kill, kill hands down I believe the character's name was Bob 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 uh, had just finished banging his girlfriend in, in a stranger's house. Uh, <laughs> just keep that in mind. And uh, I think he, I don't know where he went or what he was looking for, but uh, you know, Michael Myers comes out of nowhere and Michael Myers just stabs his ass to the point where he lifts him off his feet. And you just see like he, he's struggling and then he just dies. And then after is the beauty of this kill, even Michael Myers just looks at him. And this is something that he'll do throughout. Um, once in a while, throughout his movies, he just looks at him and he kind of tilts his head, like he—I don't know if he was admiring his work or trying to figure out how he did that, but um, that was definitely my favorite kill.
1: That was mine as well. That was mine as well. I mean, how can they not? That was that was the best. I think that was the best kill in the movie. Um, Absolutely, because it's like it's like you—you you, like you said—you just got done having sex. It's like one of the the last thing you think of is I have to be on guard because someone may bone rush me and try to kill me.
0: So, I, I, I have to stick up for Michael a little bit. Say what you want about him. You want to call him a murderer? Call him a murderer. You want, to, you want to say that he stalks people, he's a voyeur? Say all that, but give the man some credit. At least twice in this movie, he allowed the women to, 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 to do what they had to do, and he allowed the guys to to, to, to get, do what they had to do, and waited until after to kill them. He let them finish the deed before he killed them, and I, 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 think, I think that's nice of that's just, my person.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, he's probably, he's been locked up in that asylum for so long. He definitely hasn't got any. So maybe he was like, you know what? I can give him this.
0: Well, you bring up a good point. Now you said he was locked up in the asylum for a long time. So explain and tell me how the hell he learned how to drive. I never remember Michael Myers driving or any, any, uh, you know, horror person, uh killer or slasher driving. It was always, they were always on foot. And it was interesting to see Michael Myers drive in a couple scenes in this movie. Where do you learn how to drive?
1: I mean, hey, that's another plot contrivance. I mean, driving really is. We, we didn't get to see him like he was parallel parking or driving the best. He literally had to put his foot on the gas and hold the steering wheel straight. So maybe that, I mean. <laughs> all right. So. So we went over the best kill. Uh, we haven't really talked about the characters much. So some of the most iconic characters in horror fl- films, Laurie Strode did talk a little bit about Michael Myers and Dr. Loomis. Let's start start with Dr. Loomis first. Looking back at this movie back, back when I was younger and this movie came out way before I was born. But I, just, of course, I grew up with it. But watching it, I didn't realize how much Dr. Loomis overacted. Like, I oh, feel yeah. like I feel like he was shaking his cheeks every time he talked like Michael, like it's just I don't know. But what do you think about Dr. Dr. Loomis?
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I think his his acting was even way more over the top in Halloween, too. But yeah, his acting I, 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 Hayes. They had a three hundred thousand dollar budget. What do you want, Jack Nicholson? This is they had to take what they can get. Um, and I, I if I'm not mistaken, Don Pleasant, who, who uh, was Doctor Loomis, I think he was the highest paid actor on this one. Uh, I believe he was like twenty thousand. Jamie Lee Curtis was, uh, I think, I want to say eight thousand. But the most surprising of all, uh, Michael Myers, how much do you think he got paid? The guy who did the bulk of the uh, the bulk. Of the work, because I think Michael Myers was actually played by like three different people. But the guy who did like ninety percent of the work, how much do you think he got paid? Let's take a guess. Five thousand dollars. Close twenty five dollars a day.
1: 10, a day? Six. Well, I yeah. mean, it was it was nineteen seventy eight. I don't know what minimum wage was back then, but that, he probably that was probably a decent job for him too. And it's not like he was a big time actor.
0: I, I keep in mind what really, what really you're doing. You're just you're not even speaking. You're just moving. You know, it's it's you know, it's not the 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 uh, there's not much involved. Like, for example, it was a Freddy that has to talk and be witty. You know, it's just the guy standing there with a mask. Um. So but still, regardless of the fact, twenty five dollars a day is just crazy. That's like they just found some random guy off the throne. Like, here, here's twenty five bucks. Come be in this movie.
1: I mean, but you got to think how, how many days were they were they shooting? Do you know?
0: I I may be wrong on this, but I don't think I don't think filming was a was long. I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they filmed it under a week. I know they wrote the script in like two days or something like that. Um, it was a very quick. It was really done quickly, and it, again because of the low budget, there's a lot of crazy stuff you go online and read it. Like, they were so low budget they had to. The leaves that we see, first of all, this film was actually shot in in uh, California, I believe in Pasadena, and uh, it was shot in the middle of like August. So they were there weren't really any leaves. So they had these leaves. They—they they painted them, and they would once the scene was over, they would actually gather up all the leaves and reuse them. That's how low budget it was. And a lot of things—a lot of things people always talk about—is there was a lack of blood in this movie as well. And I think that one of the reasons was because again, it was so low budget, didn't even have money to do the proper blood. You know, it was very low budget. But yeah. in the, it ended up grossing. You know, we're talking you know, fifty, sixty, seventy million dollars, something like that.
1: So I I just looked it up just for ish and giggle. So nineteen seventy eight when this movie was filmed, uh minimum wage was two sixty five. Wow. So that that just puts that twenty five dollars per hour a little bit in in perspective. It's it's really not that bad of a wage back then.
0: But how how many hours do you think they shoot a day? Couple, I
1: would think. Uh yeah, yeah, but I mean, hey and I'm sure there were days, too, though, that he didn't have to film much. I'm sure That's there are days true. where he didn't have to film much. Like, he showed up, maybe did one scene. Um, so, I'm just true. saying. Even, point, if the, even, if, even if they were there 10 hours, he was making close to minimum wage. And I doubt they were filming for 10 hours a day, every day.
0: There you go. C.O. So. Hayes. CL Hayes, the, uh, the front man <laughs> of the Villains Union. <laughs>
1: uh, Actors Guild, Guild, here I come. But uh, so the ending of this movie, um, as as everything progresses, uh, Lord, oh wait 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 wait, we didn't talk about Lori. Lori Strode as a character is she uh, the best Scream Queen of all time?
0: That's a tough one. I'd have to really think about it. But it, she was the one that it, that 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 if it wasn't for her, they, that term probably wouldn't even be. She was the very first Scream Queen. Um, she went on to do other films like the other Halloween, uh, prom night and such. But yeah, I mean she I think she she did phenomenal in this role. Also, this was her first movie ever. Um and I think she did she did great. Uh the acting was good. Um I would I would probably say of everyone in this movie her acting was the best. Um hands down. The some of the like her friends uh I think uh Linda the girl's name was and Annie their acting was friggin' horrible. Like really to the point where like it was just like unwatchable at times. Like their acting was really bad but uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, her her acting was pretty good. So I thought I thought she was good. I thought um it was good that they didn't use somebody that's done a lot of film before a fresh young face. And um as we all know, this was basically the the uh, launching pad of her what was you know pretty much a successful
1: career. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely a career that went on to span freaking. I mean three four decades like it's crazy mm-hmm. how how just far it went from this i mean yeah we're four decades in now so just just imagine that but uh so the ending of this movie man what you what do you think about the end with michael uh and laurie and how that all b- boils down and it's weird talking about their relationship because i want to wait till we get into halloween 2 to start talking about that but sure. what what do you think about the ending in this movie
0: um the the last sequence i i liked um although again i i i'm just for anyone listening, uh, please understand I'm a huge fan of horror. That, I mean, we're doing a horror podcast for Christ's sake. So when I poke fun at, at the movies, it's just simply for entertainment. Um, you know, this movie was amazing. But I love how, when uh, looking from Michael Myers' point of view, when he's killed all these people um, throughout the movie, and now this is it this is the Silver Tuna, the biggest kill, he finally has an opportunity to get his person. And he takes a swipe and completely misses her and, like, grazes her arm. Um, That was a little bit of a fail moment for Michael Myers. Um, But, yeah, the the, the ending scene, I think, was done pretty well. I liked Michael Myers chasing her. And, um, you know, she tried to outsmart him by hiding in the closet. He did not fall for that at all. Um, You know, and then Don Pleasant's coming in and shooting him, like, six, seven times. And uh, just the end, when you see him fall out the window, you're like, okay, this is it. He's finished. And then at the end, Don Pleasant looks out and he's not there. And the, the movie going to credits, that's – that kind of – as a young person watching this, I have to think all the people who watched this back in the day, they're like, well, this guy is still alive. Like this guy can actually come to my, where, where I am. Like he's still out there. You know, it's, it's – I think it was done really well. And what, what's even, um, even more cool is John Carpenter, none, no one had any ideas or any thoughts or plans to make a sequel. Although the ending leaves a sequel up for grabs, they just did not do that. They had no idea that they were going to do that. But yeah, I, I did. I do think the uh, the ending one was done pretty well. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, yeah, the ending was done perfectly. I think it was done. It was the perfect way. Like you said, even if a sequel wasn't necessarily in mind, so just to be creepy. I mean, just to just to leave it hanging and leave you thinking. I always love movies that the end and you walk away and you think more, almost as much about it leaving the movie as you did during the movie. And that's absolutely what that, what that did. And then the fact that they, they played, uh, his breathing. So you like knew he was still out there. Um, but I'd be anywhere. Yeah, it could be anywhere that that let's jump right into Halloween 2 then. And that's pretty much how the, how Halloween 2 kicks off. It starts off with the ending of Halloween 1. Um, so first, like there, of course, this isn't the first direct sequel. It's not even the first movie to kind of pick up where the uh, the previous entry left off but I think it's it, it has to be at least one of the first that I've seen to actually play the ending of the of the previous movie as the beginning of this one most sequels that pick up right afterwards it kind of expects that you've seen it and it just picks up the story literally how did you feel about that technique did you did you like that as much as I did
0: I, I did enjoy it you have to also keep in mind we're talking 70s I don't think VHS was huge back then so for someone who um who saw the film a long time ago or never saw the film it gives them a chance to f- see what happened in a quick you know quick overview of what happened and and see you know moving forward how it connects the only time I can remember this being done in the 70s is um with the rocky movies outside of that I don't remember rocky but i do like the fact that he did that
1: yeah and and so we get the scene with laurie waking up and her tussling with michael and the whole shooting in the end and then we get uh them taking his or not taking his body but dr loomis being worried about where he is and everything and saying that he that he survived um I feel like it just it it sold home what we just talked about, like he could be anywhere. I think that they picked up that thread very nicely for those who've seen the movie. It's like uh, absolute. if you knew you shot someone and their body was gone after they just killed a bunch of people, it's not going to be like, oh, well, he'll just I feel like movies nowadays be like, well, I shot him five times. He's he's dying somewhere. They didn't play it that way. They played it where he can be anywhere.
0: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And I I like that was uh, immediately just like part one immediately they set that tone early that there's danger. It can be anywhere. Um, you know, you earlier talked about Don Pleasant's Dr. Loomis, his his overacting. Oh my God. More than any, this this opening scene with him, the overacting was huge. I shot him five times to- or what was it, six times? I shot him yeah. six times. He's alive. He's alive. It was I was like, whoa, calm down. I understand you shot him six times. Let's go look for him. Now another thing also that I I, I you know I, I thought about, he's saying all this to the the uh, the sheriff the sheriff lives in town i can't believe he didn't think to be like holy shit is my daughter okay like is she fine maybe i should stop by seeing that though we live like two blocks from here let me stop by and make sure my daughter's okay but not once did he mention his daughter or anything like that which i thought was weird
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely I, I it's he's just such a fucking interesting character um the the, the sheriff in this town is just like I don't know. He just seems like he's not like if there's any character that you had to pick out that's like not really in the world that they set there. It seems like he knows he's in the movie, if that makes any yeah, sense. It does. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not supposed to worry about my kid. Um, but, you know, nonetheless, what do you want? So I'm, just,
0: I'm just here for a paycheck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's next, man? What do you want to talk about next with this movie?
0: so um so I thought also another thing I want to point out with this movie we didn't really get a whole lot of Jamie Lee Curtis I mean the movie's about an hour and a half and I'd say maybe we got about twenty twenty five minutes uh, out of her I think more time was spent we, I could understand this most time was spent on the secondary characters and uh kind of creating their story building their characters um I guess you kind of have to do that because when they get killed later on, we have we have to sympathize somehow. Um, so yeah, I mean that that was that was interesting that I saw that. The main focal point wasn't really Laurie. and I don't even think it was Michael Myers. I was more so on the characters and building the characters. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it is it It was about building the the world that they set up in the first one. And I think this is one of the best sequels to to use. Uh, the original one as a jumping off point. Like, of course, when you're trying to establish a film, it's hard to get in depth when you have a bunch of, especially when you're a horror movie, like horror movies in general, like a lot of the characters don't have depth, like you don't get that. But with this one, when they were building, and once you found out that Lori Strode was Michael Myers sister, it just, it. I love it when sequels make you rethink the first one. And now when you go back and watch the first one, now knowing that that's his sister, it adds a, a depth to that story
0: absolutely there is that layer and i kind of loved the way they unfolded that plot because it wasn't this big unveiling it was a little a, a matter of fact statement that was done between uh, between uh dr loomis and uh i believe it was the nurse in the car where he was you know she told him hey there was a file that was locked away you never saw it Lori strode is michael myers little sister now i know i'm probably looking too deep into this uh, which i tend to do but just walk me through this, CEO. And again, I told you I'll be asking you questions that were unclear to me. So, Michael Maya's parents have a daughter, beautiful daughter, that have a son. Their six-year-old son kills their daughter. He goes away to a mental institution, and then they decide to have another child two years later. How am I missing something? I don't have kids. You have kids, so maybe you can <laughs> can, can 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 help me out. Well, on this you
1: got to think people people grieve in different ways. Um, By and maybe. Sex? Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they felt because they they lost a child to being murdered by a sibling. They lost another child, that child who murdered them because he went away to the menstrual institution. So maybe they felt like they had to fill that home. Maybe they the after after maybe they spent a year grieving. and They're like, okay, let's 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 do this family thing again. <laughs> what the hell? No, yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not buying that. People do at that. All. Go go back and look. Like it's like people who have a, have kids and and. Maybe they're born stillborn or whatever. They do try to go almost immediately. A lot of them go back and try to have kids immediately. Bro.
0: Oh, actually, my aunt. My aunt had a, her second child was stillborn and she ended up having a, another child. That I totally get. But not when one of your children kill another one of your children at that point you have to think like damn is like my sperm tainted or some shit like i i birthed the devil like no i'm not doing this again but they literally and and the thing is if it was like five ten years later it was two years later she was born
1: yeah i mean it it you i mean jb honestly man like people there's some people who just Feel like they need to be parents. Like I, I get what you're saying. It is weird. I'm not saying that it's not weird, but I'm just saying, man. I mean, I'm sure that it's happened before. I mean, this, this, when people lose children and adopt other kids or whatever. Like it happens. So, so w- that leads me to also wonder. So, what's so
0: Michael Myers? His whole thing is like he just because if you notice, majority of people he kills are young girls. So. Uh, thinking psychologically here, what does he have against girls or young girls, or is is every young girl he sees he's thinking it's his sister, and he's like you know imagining his sister and he's trying to kill his sister? And if that's the case, also why did he kill his sister in the first place? Was it because in his eyes she did a a a, a sin, um, you know, when she had sex with, with with the guy from from the beginning of the uh, part one, or what is this this? Uh, fat, you know this infatuation or this obsession with young women and Michael Myers. I know I'm getting a little bit more psychological, but I'm just curious to hear your thoughts.
1: Um, I mean, maybe it is. Maybe maybe it's something. Um and. In- of course, we don't get a lot of the backstory of Michael Myers, but maybe he had an older sister. Maybe they treated the sister. Maybe he felt like they treated the sister better than him. So maybe he has a natural thing where he doesn't like women. Or yeah, like you said, or, or, yeah, or maybe he sees everyone. at. Or maybe it's not even due to his parents. Maybe his older sister did something to him where now every teenage girl, all he sees is his sister. Like you said, like yeah, bullied him or whatever. Yeah, I could see that. So, hey, that's why you don't bully. You never know. You could be bullying the next Michael Myers, and we don't want that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good freaking point. But, all right, so, as we said, you know, they, they built out that story with saying that Laurie Strode was his sister. Now, when you found that out, um, and I don't, like, if you're me, I saw Halloween 1 and I think Halloween 2, like, back-to-back, When because by the time I'd been old enough to see these movies, they had been out for, like, 10 years at that point or something, Um. So when you came to that recollection uh, of him being her sister did it did it do something for you or did you have it ruined for you like did you know going into part 1 that they were sisters just because you saw it so far after the they originally came out
0: That's exactly what happened to me I never even at one at one point at all period ever thought there was a time where we didn't know Lori was Michael's sister I, I thought, thought that was from the get go I thought that was already prior knowledge but it's just that i haven't seen these movies so long that i forgot like wait a minute they did they never mentioned that until part two uh lori lori you know lori was was the 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 child of the Strodes. well you know later we found that obviously she was adopted from, from the Strodes. but i always thought from the beginning like we knew that i didn't know that it was such a reveal in part two because again i saw these movies we're talking you know 25 years ago when i saw these movies i was you know i was a little kid when i saw these movies in the
1: 80s yeah, yeah. I mean, and and it's yeah. That's crazy. I think I don't know how I, how that reveal didn't get ruined for me. I guess because like I saw I started horror movies so young, so no one would have sit there and been breaking it down for me by then. Um, but yeah, if, if for anyone who found that out before watching the first one, I kind of feel like they're robbed a little bit because to me it just adds so much to it. But let's not hang up on that so much. We we've talked sure. about that. Um, favorite killing this one because I know mine. My
0: favorite kill, and I know, I know, I'm, I'm kind of doing the same shit again, but it has to be. I think her name is Jill, Nurse Jill, and it was pretty much almost an identical kill as part one, where she, he kind of got her off the ground. And he stabbed her, and she got off the ground, and except this time, you know, her white shoes actually fell off, and um, that was my favorite kill, uh,
1: Nurse Jill. Yeah, yeah. Was that the one, that the one where he held her under the water, the hot water?
0: No, no, no. This is the one that he stabbed her, picked her off her up off her feet. And then like her shoes fell off. It was just like Bob in part one, almost a similar kill.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. My, mine mine is that one. The uh because of the scene, it's much like what we talked about with the first one. This couple's trying to have sex. Um, she gets naked, gets in, the, gets in the hot tub with him. He goes and checks on it. He kills the guy really quick. And just that scene of him putting her, his hand around her and she kiss her kissing her, his fingers and stuff. And then she gets murdered. Like it's just, that's just a great kill to me. I, I, I'm sorry. I love it. Not that I like, not that I like to see women get killed, but it's just right. that scene.
0: But – so how come he like kills – how come he kills her or he throws her in the water and she's getting scorched and burnt? But he's he's not wearing any protective wear on his hands. How come he's not getting burnt? So is – again, is Michael Myers human but really strong or he this supernatural being?
1: That's – and that's the thing, like in all horror movies, especially the age, like there was either they had super strength of some sort, even though they it's not established. They don't say that these, but like anytime you're picking some someone's whole body up with a knife, with and just them hanging off off your knife, and you're picking it up by your hand, like that's super strength. It's, I don't care what anyone says. So there's oh. always there's always a level of like supernatural with almost every killer, even if it's not established like in the in the movie. But yeah, his hand should have been burnt to a crisp too. Like his hand should have been jacked up. But he feels no pain. I think that I think that that was established. Maybe that was established in a later movie, but he just doesn't feel pain.
0: Yeah, that that will I I forgot that. I believe you are correct about that. So that would make sense because I mean the guy the guy gets burnt, he gets stabbed, he gets shot like he's 50 cent a million times and it's just he there's nothing there's no pain there's no nothing so um yeah maybe that maybe you're right maybe it's just that he doesn't feel any pain and he's just oblivious to pain now here's another question how did you like the contrast from halloween 2 to halloween 1 in terms of the setting uh part one we got a lot of uh, the community and and the neighborhood uh, of Haddonfield the city of Haddonfield whereas part two majority of the of the setting was inside that that hospital
1: yeah it was um i I, I understood it because that's where Lori was so if if we're doing the the tone of this movie is his focus is Lori like at the end of the day what he wants to get to is Lord um so it makes sense that most of the movie would be be set in that hospital um I will say this though. I think that I I I think that I don't like what they did with a lot of the characters in the hospital. A lot of the nurses, just as far as from like they were just a little too hokey to me. But maybe that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, but it was it was the eighties, so I mean people were hokey in general back then. So I'm pretty sure, sure. It, was, it was more true to life than watching it now. But um, that would probably be my only only critique of that. Yeah.
0: Um. I I it was something different. Um. And I felt like. It was a good way to get every single person into one segregated area. You know, like moving from when we get more further into other horror movies, like a, a lot of the Friday the 13th movies where pretty much all the kills happen in one house. There's all these teenagers getting drunk, having sex and doing drugs, and they all get picked up one by one. This is kind of that uh, all these people are inside the uh, inside the, uh, the the hospital, and they're just gonna start getting picked off one by one until Michael finds um Laurie and you know tries to finish her as well. Um, so yeah, I thought it was different. Now also a couple other things. Now you know we're kind of just jumping around; we're not following any script. So obviously some scenes happen before than we're saying. But how about the 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 Michael Myers? from in the kind of earlier in the movie where dr loomis sees who he thinks is michael myers and we get this action sequence and this car and then the car just runs over this michael myers character and goes up in flames and we later find out that that wasn't michael myers at all turns out it's um, ben tramer and for those who, who forget ben tramer was actually mentioned in halloween one she was the guy that lori kind of had a crush on like she was on the phone with her friend and they were kind of teasing her about this ben tramer character so uh, how do you how do you like that aspect or what do you what are your thoughts on that aspect also where the hell did he find his michael myers mask from um because he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been some special character everyone knew about all this is the same night going back from part one as well we're all
1: in the same day here exactly so clearly someone had the same idea as, as Michael Myers to just dress up as a at Halloween as, as someone with just a creepy mask. Um, that's how I took it. Um, but. I'm sorry. What, what was your first? I got so caught up in the mask. What was your first question? <laughs> no, no, no. My question was the uh, Ben, the Ben Tramer,
0: um aspect. You know, he was wearing the mask and he he got killed. So they kind of made a connection. It's a it's a small connection they made from part one because they they didn't mention him in part one. He was never shown, and now they show him in part two. So Michael Myers, um, you know, kills someone that you know, Laurie possibly liked or just, just Ben Tramer as a whole him being in, mentioned in part one. Now he being killed in part two.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like we said, like the writing in this movie is on point. So the fact that, like you said, he was mentioned that we actually see him, he gets killed that connection. It's just dope writing. I think, um, in my opinion, I, I just, I feel like that's, uh, that's the benefit of having someone write both movies. Cause you know, now like The John Carpenter in general, I think, is just a gem in general. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think that he, him knowing his script and knowing where he can pick certain threads up is just to add a layer of having that the same writer across both movies
0: yeah I agree and he did he did write this uh, as well it's really interesting because he wrote this he did the score for it he did everything literally except direct the movie um, I, for whatever reason he opted not to direct I believe he was working on um escape from New York if I'm not mistaken I think that's with Kurt Russell um, but yeah he, he did not direct this but I know at the end I remember reading somewhere at the end he felt like there was not enough um Violence or gore, and he ended up re- reshooting a couple of the scenes. I don't know which scenes in particular, but yeah, John Carpenter, as you said, you said it best. He's a, he's a gem, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, what else did you get out of this movie? What what were some of your your favorite moments and things like that?
1: I mean, it's just just Michael Myers killing. Like, it's something about Michael That's Myers. Right. Like, like it, yeah, it's Michael's is just, Michael Myers. I think this while the first movie established he was going to be a different type of killer. Um, this movie made him the icon and that's why I, I personally like part two Well, and that's the thing they enhance each other that's why I wanted to do them together because I feel like they're the perfect one-two punch um, and I think that part parts of two make part one a better movie and of course part one picking up on those threads makes part two better it's a sequel it should um, but yeah Michael just Michael's murdering his stalking just everything about Michael and how when he finally like Lori's getting prepared for him so to say like she she knows that he could come back around I think um so it's the character building that makes this movie so good to me
0: absolutely yeah yeah I mean the movie was good I still feel Halloween 1 was a better movie only because I love the methodical approach just the slow burn and uh there was so many times that We got false scares, uh, you know, if that's the right terminology, where, okay, uh, clearly he's going to jump out and the character turns around and he does not jump out. That happened so many times. It happened a couple times in Halloween 2 as well. But I don't I think the pacing was a little bit different in Halloween 2. But also another thing I wanted to talk about. How about the difference in Michael Myers in terms of his killing? In Halloween 1, we got some, you know, he strangled someone with a cord. He strangled someone with his hand. He did a couple stabs. I felt in part two, he got a little bit more creative. We had the, the the doctor with the syringe in the eye. We had the other nurse that, uh, I think he like let her IV drip out with the, the blood. We had the bathtubs, the uh, hot tub scene. How about his creativeness in part two?
1: Yeah, I think, I think, okay. So if we're just really being like in, I know we made the joke that he, he made, maybe he killed a bunch of siblings, uh, in, right. uh, Halloween's all the time, but let's say, so, if we're looking at just what the movie presented, he killed his sister, and then went away. Yes. So he killed one person when he had locked up in the mental institution. Part one, when he got out, he was killing people, but really as a way to get to Lori, so to say. Um, sure. And maybe he found out in the course of that, hey, I like this killing thing. <laughs> let, now let me let me torture people. I can I can of course I can just stab them a couple of times they'll die. But let me. Let, let let me be a little creepier with it i want them to know they're about to die like i think a lot of these and a lot of the a lot of the kills in this movie like whereas people before he in the first one he killed it was over this one they had to have that moment of oh shit i'm about to die Mm-hmm. so yeah, i think you hit it on that yeah yeah so maybe that was it is that he's like now i i want them to know i got him just
0: yeah no i definitely see that um yeah i guess a good word to put it is. You know, Michael Myers is more cynical in this movie, and he just, like you said, he wants him to think about dying. It's a, a lot of the kills were were slow kills. They weren't just immediate slit the throat and and the person's dead. Um, some of it, I'm sure, was just uh, not a quick death. Um, so, just moving moving ahead a little bit. Um, what did you what for you in this one? What was the the white girl moment in this one
1: for you? Um, what was the white girl moment? Uh, that's the thing is I would almost have to say it goes back to my favorite kill, like her kissing his hand. like you should know someone's hand. a his hands look like he just got done like digging in the cow's ass or something like <laughs> like f- he's uh, Michael Myers is clearly he's the same a body type. He, he's, he's clearly a white man, but that was a black hand. Like, that's <laughs> what that was. You should know, like, hey, he was just in the water with you. There's no way that man's hand should have been that dirty. I just think that was just an idiotic moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, for me, it's the, uh, oh, I forgot the name, the I forgot the actual title of this character, but he's the 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 sheriff or whatever his name is that comes to take away Doctor Loomis after they realize Ben Tramer has been killed. It's not Michael Myers, and now the governor wants Loomis to to kind of get out of town, and the guy comes to get Loomis. And uh, it, it sets up to the ending of the, you know, the ending when Loomis you know, puts the gun to his head and is like, hey, turn around. We got to go to the hospital. We have to go save Lori type of thing. When he finds out that's, that's Michael Myers' sister, his kill was the white girl moment. Michael Myers got shot. He's on the floor. You, he didn't even bother to check to see if he's dead or not. Dr. Loomis told him two or three times, don't go next to him. We don't know if he's still alive. And the guy's like, oh, no, no, he's not breathing. Okay, fine, he's not breathing. But he decides to kneel down, get all up in Michael Myers' shit. And the whole time Michael Myers is alive, Michael Myers just gets back up, slits him in the throat, and he's dead. White girl moment
1: for me. <laughs> okay, I, I can go with that one. That was probably the better white girl moment.
0: Yeah, I mean both both of them more idiotic. Uh, yours too, uh, definitely. The, Michael Myers is not even the same body type as that nurse's boyfriend or or whoever the hell. Not was. even Michael Myers
1: is like a good foot and a half taller than her boyfriend at that. Um, but also, yeah. did Michael Myers have long sleeves on? Yes. Wasn't the
0: guy naked? So yes.
1: Wait, he just threw on a jumpsuit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's no logic in it. Um, but all right. So the end of this movie, Michael Myers is set on fire. Um. What did you think about my, about seeing Michael Myers set on fire, man? Cuz it bothered me some. So I wanted to see me, another ending like the first one where we just don't know, but
0: so here's the thing, and I actually read up on this cuz I'm like, "Hold on. Michael Myers, like, okay, how they? I understand supernatural or super strength, whatever you want to call it, but he's burned to death. He's burned to death. And also Dr. Loomis is burned to death as well. But I've seen the motherfucking in other uh, other Halloween movies. So, I'm I'm trying to figure out how is how they get this. So, I read up on that, but I just want to rewind a little bit before we get to that very, very last scene. When they're inside that room and they're blocked in, Doctor Loomis and Laurie, they decide to come up with the idea of of putting on all the all the oxygen, you know, putting on the oxygen and and getting the gas going. But before that, Laurie shoots Michael Myers twice. Explain to me how someone that clearly has never held a gun in their life takes two exact perfect shots in Michael Myers' eyes, and this is a very small hole shoots like bullseye in both eyes how is that possible
1: are we sure she's never shot before
0: well i mean come on
1: what is it she's, did, a, she, what, she's what a country she girl she could i mean you never know oh
0: yeah i guess so i fine 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 well, i'll give you that <laughs> at any rate i read i read up about why why this was done and apparently uh john carpenter and everybody involved with the film this was really supposed to be it um, this was supposed to be the end of Michael Myers. They had every intention on continuing the Halloween uh, story, but not necessarily as Michael Myers as the villain. They wanted to end Michael Myers' uh, story and begin someone else's story. And then end that story and begin someone else's story. And that's how, how they wanted to progress. So that's why this ended like, okay, we're going to close Michael Myers' story. We're done with Dr. Loomis. We're done with Michael Myers. And that's it for this chapter of Halloween. So uh, I don't know if you knew that or if you didn't, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't know that that was originally supposed to be the end of the Michael. That's why it was so definitive. That's that's why it was different than than the first one. They only brought Michael Myers back because, I mean, Halloween three has nothing to do with Michael Myers. Um, He's not he's not care. None of these characters are reference. He has nothing to do with it. It was a story about witches. But that's why they did that, because that was the original plan was to get. Turn it was to turn Halloween basically into like an anthology series, whereas something crazy happened on Halloween in every movie. But they were kind of separate from each other. Um, but they quickly found out that without Michael Myers, he is the Halloween franchise and then brought him back in part four. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't surprise you. You, you. It they didn't want to be tied in and in some aspects. I respect that. And I do, I even think now, like, there's a world in which that could have worked. It just sucked. It, the third movie just sucked so bad, they had to go back to Michael Myers. If they would have built a better third movie, we could have never got Michael Myers again. Just think about that.
0: Which I think would have just been an injustice because Michael Myers is so amazing and i'm so glad that halloween 3 bombed so they had to bring him back because i can't imagine halloween without michael myers it's just not the same i mean he 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 is halloween you think of halloween you ask somebody oh when you think of halloween in terms of horror what's the first thing you think about Everybody, ninety nine percent of the room is going to say michael myers yeah. so uh yeah I, I definitely i'm happy they brought him back
1: yeah and we'll and we'll get into the sequels in in, in the next installment but uh Halloween one, Halloween two. Where our rating system is either the worst horror movie ever or the best horror movie ever. What are you giving these two films?
0: I cannot say these two are the best horror movie ever. Um, while I I I enjoy both movies and I really enjoy part one. I think it was done well, especially with the budget that they had. Um, I cannot say that they were the best movie ever. So I guess I'd have to go with the worst movie ever. Wow,
1: wow. I'm I in no way will I ever say. Halloween one and two are the worst movie ever, so I have to give it the best movie ever because I just Wait, I can't allow it to but say. Not,
0: so you're telling me Halloween one and two is the best Halloween movie ever? But,
1: but th- that's the nature of the rating is is not to say that it has to necessarily. That's just our rating system. Either it's bad or it's good.
0: But you're saying ever?
1: Yeah, F, that's just the name of the rating system, JB.
0: Hold on, I want to I want I want to I want to I mean, we'll challenge. Cut. That's fine. I want to <laughs> throw the red flag and I want to do a challenge and I want to rewind. Okay. It's the best movie ever, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand your damn rating system <laughs>
1: so any any last thoughts on these two movies j b before we go ahead and tell the people good night
0: uh, no, I mean uh, again, both movies are done well i can't I can't wait to watch um the, the other ones I've seen all the Halloweens, but I can't wait to to continue going down that that path and you know, relive these things remind me of when I was younger, so I enjoy watching them, and, and they're good for what they are. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed um discussing these two movies and wa- rewatching both of these movies. So I can't wait to for us to delve a little bit more into Halloween and uh, Michael Myers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, as this this particular series goes on more, I'll definitely definitely looking forward to talking more Halloween. Um, but yeah, I mean that's it. We're gonna sign off. JB, tell the people where they can find you
0: i can be found on twitter at the p1 jb that's at the p1 jb go ahead and tweet at me let me know let us know what your favorite horror movie is did you like halloween one or halloween two which one did you like better go ahead and tweet at us let let us know
1: yeah let us know then also let us know any other horror movies you would like to see covered um after even after we get into the series and that's anything from big big box office successes to the shit you find on netflix so just let us know but i am ceo hayes you can find me at ceo h-a-i-z-e no pardon words jp you're just gonna just you're flicking the middle finger off
0: bye